Right, the reading is from Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 14. Again, Jesus taught, The kingdom of heaven, it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the money, the five talents, went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went. I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what, you, what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him and throw the, that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thank you, Jill. So this is a story not specifically about money, whether bags of gold or uh, talents, which is a, a unit of currency. Uh, and it's not actually about talents as we understand our, our gifts and our talents either. It's an important story about the kingdom of God. It starts with Jesus saying, this is what the kingdom of God is like. And it's about investing everything. Um, but it's not about making a profit. Do you remember a little while ago we talked about the upside-down kingdom of God and, uh, and Colin rightly challenged me at the end and said, God's kingdom isn't upside-down, he said this world is upside-down. God's kingdom is the right way up and he's, he's absolutely spot-on. 
Um, it's about investing everything and yet not making a profit. That's what the kingdom of God is, is like. So my questions to you as we begin are, what are you doing with what God has given you? How are you investing the time, the wealth, the gifts, the talents, the blessings that God has given you? What part are you going to play in building God's kingdom here on earth? Keeping nothing back for yourself, but investing everything that you have. Because everything that you have is already a gift from God. It's not yours, it's God's. So keeping nothing back um, and going all in. When we're talking about living all in, um, as we think about it today, um, this this may be unhelpful for some, but it's an expression from poker. um, That when you are complete... I'm not a poker player, I have to say. I did once do it at at youth group. Uh, We managed not to get in trouble because we used smarties or something instead of money, but anyway. Um, But when you you have a hand that you are completely convinced is a winning hand, um, and you you are utterly convinced that nobody can beat you, you put everything you've got into the middle. You bet everything, you give everything, you go all in. Um, So if you are convinced you're going to win, then the risk is worth it. And actually the reward then is greater. uh, And you would say the reward is worth it. But in God's kingdom there is no risk. It's a sure thing. So why do we not go all in more often? Why do we not give our everything more often when, when it's a surer thing than that hand in poker? Because God is in it. If we're investing in his kingdom, he is in it. We don't need to fear the risk. There is no risk. There's a a missionary called Jim Elliott who said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Who gives what he cannot keep, his earthly riches, to gain what he cannot lose, his reward from the Lord in heaven. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And uh, and John Wimber um, said, the economy of God's kingdom is quite simple. He said, every new step in the kingdom will cost us everything that we have gained to date. We are just spare change in God's pocket, ready to be spent however he wants. So John Wimber argues that we need to go all in. We need to invest everything that we have, all that we are, keeping nothing back and it may cost us everything but just as we've seen in scripture just now um, the rewards far outweigh the cost to him who has much more will be given to those who have been trusted with a small thing I'll, I'll give you more if I've trusted you with a big thing I'll give you more if you do the right thing with it I was talking uh, yesterday with, um, with Val Powell who, who was talking about um, investing time and effort and energy in feeding people at uh, youth residentials um, and just how it's exhausting and you, you end the week and there's, you've got nothing left to give. You can just about drag yourself home because you've given everything and yet you come back just so blessed 
by what you've been able to do and what you've been able to experience whilst you've been serving others. And that's what it's like in the kingdom. You give everything and God gives back to you. So what does it look like to go all in? Um, The verse that I mentioned earlier, uh, where Paul says to the church in Corinth, um, he says, So dear brothers and sisters, stand strong. Don't let anything change you. And always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. That means all of your time, all of your efforts, all of your focus, all of your attention, all of your riches, all the blessings that God has given you, give them fully for the work of the Lord. It goes on to say, because you know that your work in the Lord is never wasted. So whatever it is that God has given you, has gifted you with, has blessed you with, give it back to him. Invest it for him. Spend it wisely on his behalf and with his kingdom in mind. Use it in his service. Use it for his purposes. Use it for his glory to extend his kingdom. Because none of it's yours anyway. It's his. He's given it to you. He's gifted you with it. Invest all of it so that it can become even greater. Whether, whether it's your gift of administration or pastoral care or preaching or uh, music, singing, worship, whether you are uh, gifted in youth and children's work or Sunday morning or midweek groups, hospitality, making coffee, providing meals, whatever it is, baking cakes, making biscuits, leading uh, Wednesday fellowship or home group, gardening prayer, being an encouragement to others. What is it that you can do? What is it that you've got, that God has given you? Either a passion or a gift, a talent. Why has he given it to you? It's not for your benefit. It's for his benefit and the benefit of his purposes, the benefit of everybody else. Use your gifts generously and extravagantly, serving God by serving and blessing others. And if you, if you are someone, as I guess most of us here are, if you are someone who has faith in God, then it should be easy to go all in. It should be easy to say, Lord, I've got all this stuff, all these blessings, all these things that you've given me, and I'm going to give them all back to you because I know that you are good and that you're going to use them. And more importantly, you're not going to see me go without. When I give everything away, you're going to bless me again so I can go again. With God, it's not a gamble. It's a sure thing. So spend yourself in his service. And I just want to think for a minute, get you to think about a skydive. Because you can't go half-heartedly into a skydive. Um, it's all or it's nothing. Uh, getting in the plane and going up and then coming down again counts for nothing. You can't say, oh, I've done a skydive because you've put the kit on um, and you've met the instructor and you've had your training and you've got in the plane and you've seen the view and you've had your breath taken away and then you've sat down gripping onto your seat and gone and landed again. That's not a skydive. 
With a skydive, you have to go all in. You have to give everything. You have to leave nothing behind. Or rather, you leave everything behind, but it's up there. But you literally throw your whole self into it. Now, I'm not saying God's saying to you, do a skydive. I don't think he's calling me to do a skydive either, I'm pleased to say. I'd love to do it, but my fear is that I'd get up there and I would just say, nah, not doing it. So it may not be a skydive for you, but, but give your all. Invest everything that you've got. Go all in for God. Whatever you've been given, do it for Jesus. Because there is nothing like it. Uh, and whether it is uh, Val and her exhaustion at the end of a, a week of residentials, um, there's usually, in serving God wholeheartedly, there is usually exhaustion and exhilaration in equal measure, uh, in my experience. Um, I, I remember in, in youth ministry, I did 27 years of uh, summer camps, which were two weeks long each year. Um, so I've actually spent over a year of my life at summer camp serving, and it's been amazing, but, but there were long days and short nights. And by the end of it, you are just utterly, utterly spent. But there's nothing like it. There's nothing like that exhaustion, uh, because there are stunning rewards that come with it. And hopefully more of those in heaven. I've been in situations where I've had the privilege of providing pastoral care and support and being utterly out of my depth um, in horrendous situations way beyond my comfort zone I mean the equivalent of throwing myself out of a plane um, feeling ill-equipped and yet upheld by God's spirit guided by God's spirit in all the things that I was doing because I was doing it for him and because I didn't say you know what, Lord, I'm going to go this far and no further. I can't do that bit. I'll just go to here. I'll just do this bit. But because I stepped over the line and did what I felt God was asking me to do, God met me in it and led me through it. Um, Someone once described it as being like a Duracell bunny powered from the inside, fueled by the Holy Spirit as you do the things that God asks you to do, resourced, by the Holy Spirit, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from death. That was the context of that verse in 1 Corinthians 15. It starts with therefore, and all the stuff before is talking about resurrection and that resurrection power. And as Trev reminded us in our, our prayer meeting this morning, that same resurrection power is in us and is available to us today. So, for you who believe, what are you doing? with what God has given you. What is he expecting of you that you're fearful of attempting? Don't allow the fear of of losing what you have. Let you lose what God has for you. Don't take your dreams and your abilities to heaven with you because God doesn't need them there. God has given them to you now for here to bless those around you here and now. And if you are someone with um, either no faith in God or little faith in God, I want to encourage you to to take a step. I'm not going to say leap out of an aeroplane. Take a step today. 
Uh, you might say, but I don't believe in God. I mean, if you don't believe in God, fair play to you, well done for coming in here this morning. Um, but if you don't believe in God and you're watching online or you're here with us this morning, I want to say don't let that unbelief stop you. The, the Bible is full of people who had no relationship with God, um, who didn't consider themselves believers, who had no personal experience of God in their lives, but they had heard about him. And they'd heard enough to say, I'm not sure, but I'm going to give it a step. I'm going to take a step. And based on the experiences and the stories of others, they took a step of faith and they experienced God for themselves. And everything changed. And all because they took a first step and then perhaps a next step towards him. Um, and even if you don't believe in God, I still believe that God has a plan for your life. That he wants you to know him as your loving father. And it doesn't matter how you've lived up until now. That he still has a plan for your life and he still wants you to know him as a loving father. Perhaps especially. No matter how far you think you may have fallen short of what he might expect of you, there are no excuses we just need to come to him and be honest. I believe he still loves you and I believe that he still wants you to know it. There's a, um, a number of parables in the Bible. There's one called the lost son. And the son behaved in a way which upset his father. That's a bit of an understatement. Um, I, we won't go into the story now, but the father welcomed that son back. After all the things he'd done and said, the ways that he'd behaved... The father opened his arms wide and welcomed that son back. And there was a huge celebration and that's what God is like when we've turned away from him and walked in the opposite direction and we come back to him. As we heard last week, everyone is welcome. There are no exclusions. And then you may know the story of Jonah. God had a plan for Jonah to deliver an important message, to, to do something specific for God. Uh, and Jonah said... I'm not up for that, and he ran in the opposite direction. Um, but God wasn't done with him, and when Jonah realised his mistake and came back and did what God asked of him, God used him to save a whole city. Even Jonah's disobedience didn't exclude him from being used uh, by God to impact other people. A whole city would have been lost were it not for Jonah. I wonder who might be missing out because you haven't taken a step of faith. However you've been living, however far you may have run from God, whatever things you may have said to him, he loves you and he wants to welcome you back. He loves you and he has an incredible purpose and plan for your life. Jesus went all in at Easter in order to save you. He didn't keep anything back. I want to encourage you to, to take a step with what little faith you have put it in him and see what he does even if you're doubting and just one final story there's a, a story of a boy who, um, who was healed by Jesus he was in a, a dreadful state uh, and he had no real quality of life 
and his father brought him to Jesus to be healed and the disciples couldn't heal him. And Jesus said it was because they didn't have enough faith. Listen to the response of the boy's father. He said to Jesus, Lord, I believe in you. Help my unbelief. That, that little bit of belief was enough. The unbelief didn't hold him back. The father desperately wanted his son to be healed. He believed that Jesus could do it, but he doubted that he would do it. He said, I believe, help my unbelief. That was the prayer of that father, and his son was miraculously healed. Doubt is no barrier to God. We, uh, we sang, I think, in our second song today, Raise a Hallelujah. Raise a Hallelujah louder than the unbelief. So even if you are doubting, sing praises to God for what you do know of him. And let that overcome your unbelief. So if you are someone who is doubting, maybe you have faith that Jesus can meet with you, but you doubt, you doubt that he will. Make that Father's prayer your own prayer. I believe, but help my unbelief and take a step. And maybe that one step towards God is you today going all in. If you are someone who has no faith or little faith, take another step towards God and see what happens. I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've never known someone who took a step towards God and met with God and has been disappointed in that experience or in the life that has followed. You may not know the purpose that he has for your life now, but commit to that step in order to seek him and seek the plans that he has for you. So if you are someone of faith, you're a follower of Jesus, don't keep anything back in loving your God or in serving him. Go for it. Go all in. Venture out of your debt. Go beyond your own ability. Give him all that you've got. Invest everything. Because God hasn't called you to stay where you are or how you are. God doesn't call us to be comfortable. He calls us to be effective for him. The writer Irma Bombeck said, When I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and that I could say, Lord, I used everything that you gave me. And that's the message of this parable. Use everything that you have been given for God, for his kingdom, for his glory. Don't fear having nothing left because God is going to bless you again and again and again. But we have to go all in. We need to give everything that God has given us to serve him. So don't keep anything back when you're serving God because he didn't keep anything back when he was saving you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite the bands to come back just as I pray and then we're going to sing again. Yeah, Father God, would you help us to hear your words this morning? Lord, help us to hear your spirit challenge us about what it means for us. 
as an individual or as a family to go all in for you and Lord would you help us to have the courage that it needs give us the confidence we need to either give you everything Lord or to take a step towards giving you everything Lord in this time as we sing these songs would you meet with us by your spirit may we reflect on the words and Lord I pray that your spirit would prompt us and speak to each one of us challenge each of us about what you would have us do about where we are perhaps holding back and where we need to give more Father would you speak for your servants are listening